Joseph Daniel Votto announced that he is going to miss the rest of the 2022 baseball season following rotator cuff surgery. Jeff and I will tell you what that means for him, what that means for the Reds, and what it means for the future of this franchise. Coming up on this bonus edition of Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We have been lifelong fans of the Cincinnati Reds, and we are addicts who have turned addiction into information for you. On today's Locked On Reds podcast, that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day by the way thanks for making us uh, your first listen your second listen we got a lot coming for you lots of content um unfortunately on today's bonus episode we're talking about joy Votto and the absence that will be for the rest of the season due to a shoulder injury he has to have rotator cuff surgery it's very obvious that this has affected him all year long we're going to get into that we're going to get into why steve has really said it first, and I totally agree with him, a take about Joey's future and how the Reds can replace him in the short term that will also affect them in a positive way for the long term. Plus, we have a bonus clip coming for you later on in the podcast as Steve had the chance to sit down with an awesome prospect for the Reds. But Steve, we are going to start with the unfortunate news that my favorite player, one of your favorite players, uh, Joey Votto, announced yesterday, right after the game, like moments after the elation that was the Jose Barrero walk-off, he is going to be out for the rest of the year because he is having surgery on Friday to repair a torn rotator cuff. This was truly a we-can't-have-nice-things moment uh, for if you're a Reds fan, if you follow this team, because you had that euphoria of, of Jose Barrero finally getting a moment uh, where he, he gets the walk-off single up the middle, the Reds win, everybody's excited for him, and then you just get a knife to the back in that Joey Votto will miss the remainder of the year. Uh, you know, this is, this is a big blow for a lot of reasons. You know, one, like you said, he's our favorite guy, really, on this team to watch. Uh, he is a few Future Hall of Famer. This takes away from his numbers, and 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 he's getting older, and and we'll get into that with some with some clips coming up from his presser that talks about his age and what the impacts of the rehab are going to be. But when you take all of those things, you know he doesn't have a lot of games left, and this takes away from that total. So I'm sad about that. But I'll tell you what, this announcement and this injury makes some things make sense finally in watching Votto and not being able to understand, you know, why he hasn't been able to drive the ball like he has in seasons past, why he hasn't been able to get around on pitches. And it's been easy and frankly, a little bit lazy for all of us to say, ah, father time, ah, undefeated, eh, he's just getting old. No, he was playing with one arm and it makes a lot of sense now uh, why his numbers looked like they did and why his frustration was what it was. He was playing hurt and not saying anything. And before we get into the nitty gritty, the details, what Joey said and how he described all of this, this gave you a feeling, Steve, a feeling that I agree with but go ahead. Let's let's put it out there right now. Let's start this off with what you said. I learned a long time ago, never underestimate Joseph Daniel Votto. 
and him being hurt and him doing this surgery and him being out for 2022, I will tell you this, Joey Votto is going to come back in 2023. Joey Votto will be the comeback player of the year in 2023. And he is going to force Bob Castellini to pick up his option. There is going to be no choice. Absolutely. Because I was with you. I was like, oh my gosh, is this just, he went from like, it, it was almost like a buoy or something. He popped up above water last year and he was amazing and he hit all these home runs and he was so good at the plate and now he's just back down in the water and he's sinking and, and this is it for him. No, it's not. Although he tried to kind of play that off. Let's play. This is part of what he had to say after the game yesterday about his injury. So, um, I don't know what more there is to say other than uh, on Friday I'm going to have surgery for my shoulder. Um, I have a rotator cuff tear. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I, I injured it back in 2015, and I've been able to play through it. And only the past maybe three, four months or so has it been painful to the point where it's getting specifics, you know, difficult to lift, hurts to sleep. Um, you know, I'm not sure if it's affected my performance. I can't say that. I don't want to make an excuse. But, um, you know, it's, it, I, I, it's surgery is necessary. And uh, I plan on getting it done on Friday. So I've been told it's about a six-month rehab. Um, I've been trying to play through it for a while now, but... Um, yeah. Listen, Jeff, I have had this surgery. I've had this injury. And this is what I think listening to Joey. Joey's a stand up guy. He doesn't want to make an excuse. This has absolutely impacted his performance. You know what? I, we, we've wondered sometimes about Joey and his tinkering and his changing of his swings and his doing. I think a lot of that has been compensating for this shoulder. He talked about it going all the way back to 2015. Uh, so what has happened? This is, this is my estimation. And, and there is some precedence for this just on this Reds team in recent years. And I'll tie it all together for you. Uh, Joey Votto changed his swing up, found found a spot where he could swing comfortably last year and that's when he started hitting all those home runs and that's when he uh had that uptick in his performance uh he changed the way he did things he found a groove you know what he did is he tore that shoulder more yep. he injured it further and now it's to the point where no matter what he changes it hurts you heard him say he can't sleep because you can't you move in your sleep it wakes you up because it hurts because of that tear it, it is the reason. And, and listen, credit to Joey Votto wanting to be a guy that's like, I'm not going to make excuses. Uh, cool. I, I understand. I appreciate him for being that type of a gamer. But this is absolutely why his performance is down this year. This is absolutely why he tinkers so much. This is absolutely why I think he'll be the comeback player of the year. And I want to cite an example of another guy that tried to play through a shoulder, did, didn't do well, got it fixed, and became a big dude. And that's Jesse Winker. We wondered why Jesse Winker never had the power numbers. We wondered why he couldn't do things oppo taco. We wondered why he had problems. He was playing with a shoulder. He got that shoulder done in an offseason. He came back and he mashed with a healthy shoulder. And that's an example of why I think when Joey comes back, he's going to mash. Because I think he'll take this rehab seriously. I think you'll find, you won't find a guy on this Reds team that will work harder to get back than Joey Votto will. Yeah, because this mean his favorite stat that he always tells people is games played. 
that's the thing that he looks at the most because the best players in the world play the longest careers. And that's where he's just like, that is the ultimate like denominator of a hall of famer. Like how many games did you play? And with him, I, I am with you. He was being very nice, I guess is the, the word to use to describe it. This affected his career. This isn't like a Sherlock Holmes thing where we got to like really dig deep. He said he can't sleep. If you can't sleep, I don't care what you do. Your performance is going to lag. You're not going to have your best stuff. So if you can't sleep, he's not playing well. He said that it's really been bothering him for the last three or four months. And he even said this that makes me think, okay, yeah, it's really affecting him. The doctor informed me that it's with these sort of injuries at some point you hit a you hit a breaking point and you don't come you don't you're not able to manage it quite as well and that's the way I felt over the last several months I've noticed it's affected my hand my arm in general uh, I've been, you know truly I've been playing I've noticed it for a long time in, in my work and we're used to playing through stuff like that and you just assume it's gonna pass and I think he keeps like, you know, he keeps showing like with his left arm. So he keeps pointing to it. He keeps like doing things with it. So it's his left arm. And as a lefty, as I am, when it comes to hitting a baseball, that's where your power comes from. And sure, the baseball savant says that his exit velocity is still not terrible this year, but at the same time, like you're not going to get around on the fastballs that he's seen this year. I mean, the fastballs are insane. The average speed is just crazy high now. And if you can't get around on that, then you're going to miss the slider whenever they drop that in on the zone. And so overall, that is why we have seen the career worst numbers that Joey has been putting in box scores. It's because he's been hurt. And because of that, I completely agree with you. He's going to come back. We're going to be talking about, you know, he's going to be stronger, faster, better, $5 million man, $6 million man, whatever. It's going to be a lot more than that because he's like $24 million man, but whatever. $25 million man, yeah. $25 million man. He's going to be amazing next year. Comeback player of the year. I totally agree with you. Follow along with Steve, which means in the offseason, when they come up with the player futures, take the over. My God, you couldn't wait, could you? You just had to get that in. <laughs> Listen, I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that clip, Jeff, before. You know, I said what I said just a minute ago, and I think that reinforces the oh. that w what I was saying is probably correct, which is he compensated his swing and injured that shoulder further to a point where it just could no longer be compensated for. So, um, you know, to, the way that Joey's acting here, you know, I see patients like this at the ER and I don't talk about my other life very much on here, but this is a moment to do so. You get these patients that come in and they, they act and we call it, they're being stoic. You get these old timers that come in, they're like, oh, I'm fine. I can wait. And you go look and they've got like three fingers cut off and they're just sitting there like, no, I'm good. Take care of the little kid over there. That's got a fever. Um, I can wait. And you know, dude's bleeding out joey's one of those guys he's one of those stoic guys he's going to minimize what's happening um you know and you instantly recognize okay he's got something going on and we need to kind of figure this out that's what joey's doing i think he's you know trying to be part tough part stoic part um not making excuse he comes from a different generation than the the current players that we've got and he's a little bit old school where uh, yeah, you play through that. Yeah, we, you know, you try and play through that. You, you know, this is what we do, and you know, that's not what we do anymore. We, we fix you quickly and get you back a hundred percent. But, but Joey's not cut out of that cloth. No, he, he's absolutely not. And 
that that's why I want to I want to kind of get into this a little bit. And there's going to be some guys that the Reds have that and some options that they can use to replace him as he's out. Um, there's good options and there's bad options. We're going to go over both here in just a minute, but there's also something that I want to get to as well. A, a feeling that people have that I feel like they are wrong to have, which we will talk about here in just a moment. But thank you so much for listening, for watching the bonus edition of Locked on Res. This is our Joey Votto edition. And there will also be an interview clip at the end that isn't Joey Votto. It's going to be an awesome prospect of the Cincinnati Reds, which we will review to you here in a few minutes. But as we get back to Joey, the first take that I saw, the first take, not, 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 okay, let, let's examine this for a minute. The first take that I saw from a lot of people was, oh God, finally, we can get him out of the lineup. This is great. It's, he's been terrible all year. This is going to be fantastic for the Reds lineup. Stop it with that take. Stop it. Because baseball with Joey Votto is way better than baseball without Joey Votto. Absolutely. And let me burst some people's bubbles right now. Joey Votto's been terrible. He isn't hitting the ball. He's bad for the lineup. Joey's awful. He's making all this money. Get him out of there. Joey Votto this season has an OPS plus of 85. Yes, that's a very down year for him. That's 15% below league average. Uh, let's compare him to somebody else on this team. So if we're going to get Joey Votto and his god-awful 85 OPS plus out of the lineup, and that's uh, something to cheer about, make sure that you take Jonathan India and his 87 OPS plus right out of the lineup with him. Before you start bashing Joey Votto and say just how horrible he's been, make sure you look at the numbers and understand him a little bit. With one arm, with one shoulder at age 39 Joey Votto is only two percentage points below the defending National League rookie of the year so let's yeah. be very careful what we say about probably the best hitter that you've seen in a generation and the best hitter that you're ever going to see for a long long time wearing a Cincinnati Reds uniform yeah make no mistake about it we're, we're going to have the conversation whenever the time comes which might be a few years down the road now as he gets you know made into a new man uh, but whenever he retires we're going to have the conversation of who's going to be the next reds joey Votto. there's not gonna be one like joey Votto is one of one and, and for everyone that wants to jump on him whenever he hits a ground ball out whenever he pops out whenever he strikes out whenever people want to jump on the bandwagon of he's done get him out of here he's terrible just, just stop it with that. Uh, you need to consider the whole body of work because Joey Votto is going to go down as one of the best players in the history of the Reds franchise, and that's saying a lot more than most. No, it's it's rare air. I mean, if, uh, listen, no no over exaggeration. Uh, just putting it straight. There's there's probably three hitters that you consider the inner circle hitters in the the history of this franchise, and that's Frank Robinson, Joe Morgan. Joey Votto. Those are the three guys. I mean, and listen, don't come at me with Johnny Bench. Don't come at me with Pete Rose. Don't come at me with these other guys. They all did certain things and they did them well. Uh, Johnny Bench re redefined a position. Pete Rose, yeah, he got a lot of hits. But Joey Votto is a, just a whole different beast. He he transformed what it means to be a hitter. He's that bridge guy. The, the Reds have been blessed with bridge guys that have redefined positions. Johnny Bench was one of them. Barry Larkin was one of them. Davey Concepcion, you know, started that for Barry Larkin and Barry Larkin took it to the next level. And then you've got Joey who transitioned 
what we expect from a major league hitter from the old school to the new school there you know joey Votto was the guy that so many of today's superstars patterned themselves after yeah. they learned it from joey so let's get out of here with those takes that he's not you know elite that's just coming from a hater's perspective steve that's that's all that's really is that and, and when you're a hater that just means that you're trying to find whatever you can to make sure that that thing seems bad and guess what Joey Vado is anything but bad. I, I I just yeah I had to get that off my chest because that was the first thing I saw and I I could not believe that that, that was absolute bullcrap. But let's talk about for a moment what the Reds can do to replace him because there's a right and there's a wrong, and I got a feeling that at least initially we're gonna see the wrong. Probably so. And, and, and listen, you and I agree on this take. So I don't know if you want me to make the take or if, if you want to put it out there <laughs> since I, since <laughs> you let me, since it. you let yeah. me make my, uh, my comeback player of the year take, why don't <laughs> you take this one? Cause you and I are in lockstep on this. We're in lockstep, uh, Reds content plus our friends over there. They wrote this in the morning spin as well. I think that most people that watch this team know what the Reds need to do. The Reds need to move Kyle Farmer to first base. And yes, somebody already just clicked off of this podcast because I said that. And then they're going to call up Spencer Steer. Spencer Steer has shown he can hit triple a hitting with ease. People keep talking about all these guys and oh, Hey, so-and-so has good stats at triple a. Nobody's talking about Spencer steer. Spencer steer has amazing stats at triple a bring him up. Now there's nothing more to prove there. Now you need to figure out what he can do in a major league lineup. And I actually texted Bobby Nightingale the other day to ask him about this, what he thought, what his feelings were from the people that he talks to. If Spencer steer is getting called up this season, and he said, yeah, but probably not in like a make or break scenario type thing, which I wouldn't expect. I would not expect the reds to call him up, make him the everyday third baseman and say sink or swim kid. Cause number one, that's way too small of a sample size, a month and a half at this point. And number two, he's just, this would be his major league debut. Whenever he comes up, it's not like Jose Barrero who's been up a couple of times. Like this is a situation where the reds and, and Spencer steer. I, I, I don't think you would see a down tick in the offense if you brought him up and put him in the lineup. So bring up Spencer steer. That is what the reds should do. Now, Steve, the counterpoint is what the reds are most likely to do. And I don't know that I want to deliver that well and here's here's where that goes you know there's been reports that mike moustakis is doing everything that he can possibly do to get back and get back as quickly as possible if if he is deemed healthy and ready to go they're going to activate him and they're going to stick him over there at first base at least against right-handers so maybe maybe you end up with a platoon over at first base between kyle farmer and mike moustakis I'm not even sure they'll do that. Um, I think maybe they'll just stick Moose out there every day and 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 let him earn his $16 million. But um, that's probably the easiest thing for them to do. Uh, and it's, it's also the cheapest thing for them to do because they're already paying Moose and it won't give uh, Spencer Steer the, the league minimum. So that's probably what I think happens. Um, but I'm with you. I'm with Mancuso. I am... Uh, absolutely with the idea of bringing Spencer steer up, getting him a majority of the playing time at third base. Now you can float farmer back over there for occasional starts and, and let him get continue to stay sharp because he's played a mean third base. You and I have talked about this on the show. Uh, Kyle farmer has delivered in that position and you know, he's delivered uh, in the lineup facing left-handed pitching. So you could really do where they could have the best of all worlds. You could put the best lineup that you can possibly build right now with what you got on the field by platooning farmer at first 
and you could still get Spencer steer up, which is the second part of what we said they should be doing, which is getting looks at the future, seeing what guys can and cannot do and giving players the opportunity to get some film and have things to work on in the off season. So you could do all of those things. I don't know that they will. I think probably Mike Moustakis gets activated here pretty quick and that's the direction this goes, but I would definitely love to see it go the other direction and, and have Spencer steer up here. And there's a chance, too, that this is what they do for a couple of weeks, and then whenever rosters expand by two slots in September, then they call up Spencer Steer, which, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, the Reds have shown in a couple of scenarios already that they're kind of punting some things. This would just be another punt if they put if they just slap Mike Moustakis in at first base because well, we know what, what Moose is at this point. As much as we love him, as much as his personality is affable and he's a good leader in the clubhouse and things like that, he's a liability in the lineup. And you're not going to convince me that Moose over Steer is somehow better for this team. It's just it's, not. It's it, not. You're not going to convince me that. So, yeah, that that's kind of what we're looking at in the present. It's a Bummer. Joey Votto is not going to play the rest of the year. Now they said, you know, recovery time, six months. He should be back by spring training. I have no doubt that he's going to be ready for next season. Joey Votto is, is nothing if not an amazing, loyal, diligent worker. He's not going to half-ass this recovery. He's going to be ready. So with all of that being said, let's look at something cool because Steve, you had the opportunity to sit down with an awesome dude. We're talking about a top five prospect in this Reds organization. If you were watching yesterday's episode, you saw it happen in real time. Uh, I was texting with uh, the number 76 prospect in all of baseball, according to MLB Pipeline. That is the one and only Matt McLean. Uh, right after we finished recording that episode yesterday, I was able to sit down with him and have a great conversation. We're going to play a clip for uh, of that interview uh, with him here coming up in just a second to see the full episode it is going to drop in your feeds both the audio channel and the video channel on friday morning it is a great conversation this is a very well put together young man he's he's smart he's funny he knows the game of baseball uh, he has a lot of talent and he believes in himself and all of that comes through in this interview so let's let's hear just a little bit of matt mcclain right now well, I think good things have been happening for you. Just a, a quick check of your 77 games in Chattanooga this season. Just talking slash line alone, uh, 230, 354, 449. Uh, you know, there was talk that, you know, you may have gotten off to a bit of a slow start, but I've seen some pretty highly placed uh, executives within the Reds amateur development uh, talking a, a lot about you over the last several weeks. In fact, uh, I'm not sure if it was Tinder or another one of the execs said that the Reds made a conscious decision this season to push you, to really challenge you, and that their opinion is and their their uh, review of what you've done is that you've risen to that occasion and you've really uh, seized upon that opportunity to establish yourself and perform well, even though they were challenging you and pushing you. Do you feel like things have moved along? Do you feel like you were being pushed and challenged? Uh, what's been your take on your season? Um, it's been good so far. It could be better um, for sure. But I feel like I've grown as a baseball player. I've learned the game in a whole different way. Um, like when I made the jump from high school to college, you know, it's a completely different game. I struggled that first year. Uh, from college to double A is a jump too. Um, so I'm, I, I've learned the game and I'm continuing to learn the game at this level. 
uh, they, there's certain things that they do that they didn't do at the level before. Just like little things like that. But um, yeah, I feel like it's going good. Um, I, I was hurt for a month, um, which is frustrating. But uh, I got back and I'm back now, which is what's important is I'm playing now. If I ask you to describe your game, how would you describe your game? Uh, I'm a competitor and I'm a winner um, over everything else. I'm going out there to win the game. I don't care if it's uh, instructs. I'm going to try and help my team win. Um, I like to hit the ball hard. Um, line drives. Homers, I don't try and hit homers. They'll come if I hit the ball hard consistently. Um, and on defense, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make the routine play and make a couple cool plays, uh, hopefully. And uh, on the bases, steal. I, I'm really learning um, to steal more bases. I didn't steal that much in college. Um, and here I've been kind of given the green light, which is nice. Um, so I get to experiment. Um, and honestly, I need to run more than I have uh, take off. I need to get thrown out a little bit more and, and test the test the waters a little bit. If you had to pick one area of focus that you want to, to work on the most, you want to, to elevate some part of your game, what would be the area of your game that you want to work on and elevate the most? Um, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, all of them, but to be honest, I want to hit the ball harder, more consistently. Um, I, I like hitting the most, like, I don't know. I just love hitting. Uh, it's fun. Um, I, I need to spray the ball a little more and just continue to hit it hard on the barrel. Um, Cause when that happens, good things happen. You get more homers, you get on base more, they kick the ball, you know, more opportunities to score, more opportunities to drive guys in. Um, but yeah, I'd say that. Playing now at the double a level, uh, the pitching gets better. The talent gets better. Uh, there's all these guys around you that are also trying to elevate their games and move up. We hear a lot about analytics and the numbers in the game. Where are you on that spectrum? Are you more of an old school baseball guy? Are you more of an analytics guy? Are you somewhere in the middle? How do you utilize those tools that are available to you? Yeah. Uh, in scouting reports, they're really beneficial. I don't go too in depth on them, but um, you know, the movement on pitches, I'd like to see some of that, you know, if there's a, if there's a certain trend, like, I don't know, oh, oh, he's throwing his fastball, like 75% of the time, you know, maybe take a quick glance at that. But then, you know, once you look at it, you got to get back into competitive mode and forget about all that. Cause if you're thinking in the box, oh, I saw one, one, he threw his slider 65% of the time, like you're just going to mess yourself up. But I do like that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I'm, I'm old school, uh, see it, hit it, keep it simple. Um, uh, but it is good to look at that stuff. Um, you know, line drive rate, fly ball rate, ground ball rate. I've been shown that stuff and I think it's good, you know, when there's a time, there's a time and place for it and it's not every day, not every week, but you know, after maybe a month or two of playing, Hey, this is what you've done the last month or two. Um, and then kind of think, you know, maybe why is that? and then forget about it and go be old school and go play and hit the ball hard, have fun and win. 
So as you can see, Jeff, you know, he, he really is a, a very articulate, very, very smart young man. And, uh, you know, I kept using the word excited when we were talking about prospects, uh, on I'm a previous excited. episode, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I, I, I came away from that interview, very just jazzed and, and, and right. And looking forward to, to seeing, uh, him play. It was, it was great to learn about him and his family. Uh, it's all going to be uh, jam packed into that, uh, episode of the lefty in the bullpen that we're going to drop Friday morning in both channel feeds and you're not going to want to miss that the best way to not miss it is to subscribe whether you are listening whether you're watching make sure you click that subscribe button if you're on youtube click the bell too to get notified whenever we have a new episode for you and when we go live which is going to happen tomorrow tomorrow night prime time as the game starts in pittsburgh we will be live right here on the lockdown reds youtube page steve and i really we're, we're going to talk about what the reds are doing and by that time we will have the roster move that they make to uh, compensate for the loss of Joey Votto. We'll break that down. But more than that, we're going to be taking your questions. We're going to be taking your comments, everything that you've got. Make sure you're active in the comments section because this episode is us and you as the Reds are playing live Locked On Reds coming at you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, it's going to be exciting uh, because that's really uh, an opportunity for the listeners to, to drive the ship. We're going to talk about pretty much whatever you guys want to talk about Reds related. Uh, we'll take some off topic questions too, but I know how some of you people are. So I want to say we'll cover most of what you want to talk about uh, in that live episode. Exactly. But thanks again for making uh, your bonus Locked on Reds listen today. If you haven't checked out today's episode with Connor Thomas from Locked on Phillies, we broke down the Phillies uh, series, the walk-off win that the Reds had, the dominance that the Phillies lineup had in the first two games. You can check that all out on our crossover episode with Connor Thomas. Uh, that's on YouTube and on audio as well. Now go check out Locked on MLB. Sully has you covered around the league every single day. I believe he did a conversation on um, the other AL contenders with the Lockdown Rays and Lockdown Guardians. Hey, you're not going to want to miss that. That's Lockdown MLB, just like Lockdown Reds, free and available on all platforms. Steve, we're going to be missing our man Joseph Daniel. But there's still plenty of dudes on this team that the future is bright. So what can people expect from you and me? You know, they can expect us to be locked on Daytona, locked on Chattanooga, locked on Louisville, and locked on Reds every single day.